Hey, uh, this is Wesley. Uh, I was editing this podcast and realized that the audio quality isn't the best this episode. As it turns out, everything that can go wrong when recording a podcast will go wrong. I did my best to clean up the errors and make the listening experience uh, a little better, but there are still issues with our microphones and the background noise. I apologize, and I hope you can look past this and enjoy this episode. All the audio issues aside, this was still a good discussion, and I hope you can get something out of it. Uh, Peace and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pentecostal Youth Podcast, a podcast made by youth for youth. I'm Wesley, the founder of the Pentecostal Youth Discord server, which you should totally join, by the way. And I'm joined with Darren Waddles. Howdy. Glad to be back for another episode. Josiah. Hello. And Jacob. Sup, y'all? Today's topic is one that isn't discussed nearly enough. Uh, we, we hear about it all the time as little kids in Sunday school, you know, but as, as youth and young adults, this topic isn't really brought up much. Uh, the topic in question is patience. Uh, in, in the book of Galatians, one of the things that's listed in the fruit of the spirit is long-suffering or patience. It's an essential behavior uh, for your walk with God, and a lot of people tend to forget about it. As, as humans, we naturally try to find a way to do things faster. We don't want to wait. Uh, While that may be fine and dandy for the basic needs of earthly things of that nature, we need to ditch the now, now, now mentality in our walk with God. So uh, the topic is patience, and anyone who has anything they want to say can go ahead. Um, I guess I can chime in real quick, uh, which uh, it's very interesting on, uh, on the topic of patience. Uh, you, you see, it is it's so important for us, especially nowadays, uh, to equip ourselves with uh, that particular fruit of the Spirit uh, of long-suffering. Because in today's society, or, you know, just how we live life in our culture, especially here in America, and, uh, I mean, those listeners in Canada, uh, you know, we live in a microwave society, or uh, McDonald's society, where we want everything done now and in an instant. Uh, whereas, you know, things 100 years ago, you had to make things yourself. You had to churn your own butter. You didn't have the conveniences of just going to Walmart or whatever kind of supermarket uh, that is in your local area. You didn't have those conveniences. And you didn't have the convenience of just going, pulling up to a fast food restaurant. You had to wait. You had to do things uh, or go out there, uh, you know, harvest your own food, and that took time. But we don't have to do that anymore. And so now we are in a culture of we want things done quickly, and we want it now, and we want it done yesterday, rather than taking the time and putting the effort in to see the fruits of our labor grow and blossom into what they should be. And in the last episode, we talked about faith. And faith faith is one of those that it takes patience to build. It's, it's something you equip yourself and grow as an individual. 
and uh, I'll, I'll just stop right there uh, and let the other gentlemen uh, put their thoughts in. Uh, but I, I'm very excited for what this podcast has in store tonight. And uh, I, I believe we're going to glean a lot of knowledge out of uh, the topic tonight. So with that, uh, I open the floor to somebody else. Yeah, I, I agree with um, what you're saying about the society we live in. It is very much a now, now, now society. Like a perfect example would be online shopping. You can get one day shipping if you want. You know, we're all about the now, now, now kind of deal. It is everything you said is prevalent in today's society. Like patience seems to be at an all time low in today's day and age with all of the commodities that we have, all the technology that we've acquired and we've built up through the centuries. It's just made everything kind of easier. And that's also very dangerous because we can be, we can become lazy in a way with all the, with all the newfound quick and easy ways to do and get things, you know, we don't have to do much work. We don't have to build our patience because we can get everything right now. And that could potentially harm us, not only as Christians, but as people in general. We can just become lazy. And that's, that's not a good thing. Going off of the uh, topic of uh, the microwave generation, I was thinking about like slogans real quick. And uh, Burger King came to mind in... One of their slogans that I always remember, your way is a right way. We grow up in a generation where it has to be my way. And God is trying to say, just wait upon me and I'll take you down the path that I want you to go upon. And and the generation today wants it your my own way. God, I, I want to find my calling my way. And God is saying, wait upon me and I will send you the calling. Right. And uh, jumping into that and going a little deeper, um, which <laughs> I may or may not be driving at the moment, but using a hand-free device, okay, for legal purposes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm on a trip right now, and it is a long trip. And patience, patience is so necessary when we're going on any type of journey, whether it be physical, like what I'm doing now, or in the spiritual, to get from point A to point B. Patience is so necessary. And we like to blind ourselves. We like to blind ourselves on wanting to get to that point B so fast. When God, in God's time, you know, it's, it's so fabulous when we actually take a moment and analyze in our surroundings. Because like right now, as I'm driving and watching what's in front of me, <laughs> um, it's I can see all the details around me. The sun's setting. The sky is blue. There's something that was in the middle of the road that I just hit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's all these beautiful things that is around that we can, we can absorb and acknowledge what God is doing, all these little details that are impactful 
in our lives. All these different colors, all these different uh, feelings, this, uh, whether it be like a breeze or, the, or sounds happening, all these things that, that change our atmosphere and that change the, uh, the scenery around us. Is these details, if we get so bogged down in the destination of uh, location B, we, we don't get to enjoy these things. So it's not so much of getting to that destination. It's the little things on the way there that build us. And patience is so needed to take and uh, absorb those details. And while I'm on that, um, the one storyline that you know I just feel, and I connect with it personally, to be quite honest, uh, uh, just along the lines of uh, Joseph. Joseph, you know, he had a destination. He was, he had a, a dream. He had a promise given to him. But things didn't pan out the way he thought. And where in his dreams he was set up above others, his point A to point B didn't get him exactly where he thought he would essentially he was pretty much betrayed by the people who should have loved him that should have cared for him and they threw him in a pit and sold him to slavery then in a household that he should have been protected in he was lied on cheated and thrown into a prison and in a prison where he was there to rot he is uh he encounters two individuals, one in which uh you know promise upon his release would remind Pharaoh of him, and years later down the road he gets remembered, and it's only then that he gets to encounter Pharaoh and interprets a dream, and based on the uh fulfillment of that dream, he is set up from that horrible, horrible, horrible situation. But in that time from point A to point B took a span of years and God still persisted, but Joseph had to go through that fruit of long suffering. People did not treat him the way he thought he would have been treated at the beginning, but at the end, God fulfilled his promise. And each of us have a promise and we have a purpose and a destination. But don't let the things of life bog you down. Acknowledge these things of life, learn from these things of life, absorb these details, and that fulfillment at the end. When you master the art of patience, will all be worth it in the end. Another uh, person in the Bible who expressed good patience would be Noah. I mean, in Genesis 7-4, it said, um, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from the face of the earth. At that point in time, no one knew what rain was. 
So Noah's given this promise that this is going to happen, not even knowing what it's going to be, but he's told to then build an ark and he was given a bunch of specifications. And after 100 years of building, he completes it. And um, another verse I'm going to reference, Hebrews 11.7, said, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So he had faith to build the ark, but it took a long time, 100 years. And then when it finally began and the rain started falling, they all get in the boat. God closes the doors behind them. You know, rain's falling, 40 days, 40 nights. Noah spent a year on that ark, an entire year. The waters were around for 150 days, and then uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 1 said, And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. They receded. So Noah had to wait for all of this, and from the point that God tells him to build the ark, to the point where God remembers Noah, the only thing that Noah heard from God the entire time would be the doors closing behind him. So he had to be patient with the Lord because he heard nothing during the entirety of the building process, through the rain, through sitting on the water. He didn't know how long he was going to be out there. He only knew how long the rain was going to be. So he had to be patient, and, and like that can be something that, that we could learn. We don't know God's timing. But we just need to be patient with the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us over and over again to wait on the Lord, you know, because, I mean, he has perfect timing. Right. I think Noah is a prime example of someone who expressed patience. Uh, another person would be Job, but I'm not going to get into that just yet. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to add, uh, when you are in a walk with God, you know, you're going to have to wait. We have a lot of times in our walk with God where we want the healing now. You know, we want the power now. Uh, we want to feel happy now. Uh, we want to preach the house down and lead worship at big conferences now. But uh, like Noah, you know, you're you're going to have to wait sometimes. God's got everything planned out, and God's plan should never be rushed or pushed. Patience is key to following his will and plan for your life. Much like Noah, if Noah had tried to speed up the process or found a faster way to build the boat, nothing would have worked. Only God's way works. Yes, uh, absolutely. I will uh, draw, uh, bring it back to uh, Josiah, because I know he has something to add, but yes. on that note uh, of timing and God's timing, you know, we, we really love to rush things. 
but we need to remember not, you know, there's a song and I'm, I, I forget exactly the, the name of it, but it talks about, you know, I, I don't want to put my agenda before yours. And that's the way we need to look at this on patience because we are so gun hold to, because we have dreams and aspirations. And I mean, there's wrong with having dreams and aspirations. If you want to be an astronaut, by all means, strive to be an astronaut. You have those passions for a reason. But when God calls and says that he wants you to do something, don't don't put your agenda before his because he's using your interest and what you know to guide you to where he wants you uh, your final destination to fulfill his purpose in the kingdom. Uh, so with that, just remember God's timing is so, so important. And it's so important for us to understand his purpose and his timing and build that relationship with him daily to understand patience and build patience. And with that, uh, Josiah. Um, yeah. Um, going back a little bit it and talking about um i want to talk about moses real quick um in israel when they were coming coming out of egypt and and pharaoh let him go the first time pharaoh pharaoh changed his heart in a matter and sent out his chariots and his horsemen against them and israel sees the red sea before them and behind them they see chariots that are kicking up dust they hear they hear the war cries of of Egypt, the people who they once served, and Moses says this in Exodus. I believe this is fourteen. Yes, fourteen, thirteen. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, and stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. They couldn't understand how it was going to happen. They were in between a rock and a hard place, like so many, like like so many of us are, or we're in between two barriers, and God is just saying, "Stand still. I'm going to open a door. I'm going to open up a window. I'm going to open up a path for you to walk." God is saying, "In my word, I said, I said I will be a light unto your feet. I will direct your step. I will take you from point A to point B on my will." Ill. If you you follow my will, my way, God is saying. And another verse that comes to mind is Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. God is saying, I am still God and you are not. I know the directions I have for you. I I know the plans that I have for you. It's not plans to harm you, but it's plans to see you grow. It's plans to see you prosper. That's good. That's good. I mean, all in all, this is this is a great discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so That's far, true. I mean, because I I I get it. Because uh, most of the listeners. Uh, Y'all are at a stage, because I, I would assume most everyone is either uh, in high school 
or maybe uh, the latter middle school and maybe freshman in college. Uh, and patience, patience is hard. Patience is really, really hard, especially at that stage of life. I mean, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest of everyone on here right now, but it's, it's still not easy even at my age. And I'm, you know, I've been out of college for a couple of years. Uh, I've been in uh, the career uh, or the workforce for a couple of years. And, you know, still, it's not easy. But as long as you make that commitment and build that walk with God and you're, you know, you're connecting and listening to your, your leader, your shepherd, your pastor. And you're making a daily commitment in the morning, uh, meditating in the day and uh, making that daily commitment at night and actually building relationship. You know, patience becomes easier because God, uh, God, you know, we, we like to quote, uh, uh, for God did not give us the spirit of fear, but, you know, fear is a spirit and God didn't give us any of these negative spirits, any of them. So it doesn't matter what type of spirit you may be struggling with that probably is hindering you for patience. You can place that word right there because the next phrase goes along with it. So God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us the power of love and a sound mind. And our mind is the main thing that is the hindrance to patience. Because our mind wraps around all these things that are going on in life. Our mind is the one that sets up these agendas. Our mind is the one that bogs us down and really wants things to rush along. But God didn't give us the things that bog us down. He gave us that fruit of the Spirit. But in order for us to build that, we have to exercise that and build that sound mind that he gave us. Amen. Uh, one thing I, I want to add, uh, I said at the beginning of this, that that patience is one of the uh, fruit of the, is part of the fruit of the spirit. And uh, one thing about that I wanted to say is a, a lot of people tend to get mixed up there and think that, uh, you know, it's fruits of the spirit, but it's actually fruit uh, singular. And, and why that's important is, uh, Galatians uh, 5, 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is another word for patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Every single thing listed in there goes hand in hand. Or, or you cannot have patience or long-suffering without gentleness. You cannot have faith without joy. You can't have any of these things without the other and still have the fruit of the Spirit because there's only one fruit of the Spirit and it's all of these things bundled into one. As well as being patient with God, we need to remember to be patient with people, which is one of the things I was bringing on. Because, you know, uh, love and uh, kindness are part of that. Uh, as well as being patient with God, we need to remember to be patient with people. Uh, Proverbs 14 and 29 says, He is that is slow to wrath, is, great, uh, is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. I'm sure we can all remember times where we just wanted to tell someone to shut up or get to the point if they're rambling or whatever. 
lot of times we can end up losing our patience with people. Uh, without patience comes anger, and we don't want to be angry people. We want to be kind. Uh, as I was saying earlier, with the fruit of the spirit being, you know, love, joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, which is patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, uh, all combined into one. But yeah, that's that's basically uh, what I was wanting to add there. We have to love the person, you know. Before you, you ever can get someone into church, you have to get them to understand that you love them. You have to have the right. patience enough to be around them, you know. Oh, it, are, are, they, are they good the way they are? No. They're, they're not saved by the, by the salvation plan, you know. But they have to get the understanding that you love them. So if we can just be patient with them, um, if we can sit down and teach them a Bible study, if we can sit down and just be their friend in a sense. And Jesus sat and ate with the sinner and the publicans, you know. He, he sat and ate with the people who no one else wanted to hang around with. Do you, do you think these people were, were 100% clean? I don't think so. But Jesus still, still sat and ate with them. He had patience with them. And it's all about, you know, showing the love of Christ, right, to people. If we want to reach souls, if we want to reach people, you know, we got to treat them as people. And sometimes people can be tough to deal with. So everything that Josiah said makes sense. We have to be patient with people. We have to, we have to, um, love them and show the love of Christ to them so that we can get that opportunity to get them saved, to get them to the church. And it's all a process. You know, you have to, you have to be their friends. You have to be there for them. You know, you have to be willing to pray for them, you know, and then if they, if they ask for it, maybe you need to pray with them on the spot. Maybe you can give them a Bible study, as, as Josiah said, you know. If you show the love of Christ and you're patient with these people, they'll see it. Like, it's, it's not going to be—it's not hard to notice. So, yeah, it's all about—I mean, if you want to reach people, you got to be patient with people, and that's something that— we all as Christians need to learn to do if we want to fulfill the harvest that's going to come. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if uh, Wesley, you can uh, tell me not to, if, uh, if you don't want me to, but uh, if I could go on a little monologue on single Pringles for a second. Oh, go for it. I was, I was wondering if we were going to go there. Okay. Yeah. So, just speaking to all the single Pringles out there, okay? Just because someone looks at you, and just because they're playing footsie under the table with you, which there should be a Bible uh, space apart from you anyway. There needs to be. <laughs> but should be, should be. But just because that this is occurring, I know, especially at y'all's age, don't jump into stuff, okay? I know it's like, Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm in love. Don't, don't just 
Don't jump into things. You need to have the diligence and the patience. Now, you could be lucky, and God love you if you were that lucky that you connected with that one person, and that's who you're going to be with. But still, you've got to go through the whole of making sure that that's the right person for you, that God wants you to be. That takes having conversations with your pastor. That takes conversations, praying about it, and seeking God's counsel in that. Uh, so don't, don't just jump into things, because if you jump into things, mistakes happen, bad things happen. And the last thing, you know, me and anyone on this podcast right now wants to see happen is that you make a devastating mistake because you rushed into something. And if you just look at it, you know, because I like cooking, okay? Uh, you get me in front of a stove when you you give me some ingredients, I'm going to be cooking something. And, you know, I love me some fried chicken. And if you put some fried chicken in the fryer and you get it out too soon and you eat that fried chicken, you're, baby, you're going to get sick. You're going to get hurting later because of that chicken's going to be raw and you're going to regret it. Don't, don't take it out too early uh, because it's going to hurt you. So have the patience and fry that chicken properly. Uh, or that cake, don't take it out too early or you're just going to have a gelatinous goo instead of a cake. Okay? Have patience. All good things come to those who wait. I do want to add as well, it's okay to be single. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. This portion of the podcast was meant for those who are single and ready to mingle, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, um, what, one thing for sure, you definitely, like, you know, if you're single, you want to wait. Uh, if, if you just rush into something because some girl slid in your DMs or something, it, it's not, it's not going to go well. Uh, you, you have to know that that's the right person. You have, to, you have to pray about it. You have to spend quite a bit of time in prayer about it, actually. Uh, because if if you end up in a bad relationship, I've heard horror stories about people who got married too early, and that that is it. That is it. They're toast. Right. And beware, Twitter patient. And if you don't know what that means, it pretty much means you got the googly eyes on somebody, and you just you need to really be careful in that stage. I mean, that's fine. It's fine to be in that stage because it's natural, but you can make bad decisions and a lot of mistakes in that stage, though. So take the take wisdom and really analyze your surroundings at that point in your life uh, and really, uh, really seek counsel in those times, because as said, we want you to do the right thing, and to make good decisions. All right, uh, I'm gonna hit a uh, I'm gonna hit a crazy preaching point here. Butterflies in the stomach is not the same thing as the will of God. Ooh, preach, preach. May I may I backtrack a bit, uh, Wesley? You mentioned long suffering a bit ago. Yeah, and I feel like. And I mentioned Job earlier. I didn't really dive deep into it because I said I was going to save that for later. I feel like I should say it now. Yeah. Job is a prime example of long-suffering. 
so like he had he had a lot of patience through long suffering right i mean we all know the story of job you know satan is like yo that guy yeah can i can i mess with him and see if he curses you and god's like sure just don't kill him you know i very much paraphrased that but you get what i mean so Satan starts to put Job through the worst of trials. This includes, but is not limited to, he had boils. He lost his kids due to the roof caving in during a feast. He lost his crops. He lost his cattle and his servants at the same time. And also, in a way, he lost his wife, or at least her, his wife's support when she said, curse God and die, while Job was going through all this. And when he was going through all this, he never curses God. He never gives in to the temptations to curse God. There were so many times he could have. He was, he was suffering. This was an awful time. But through it all, he still trusted God, and he had the patience, and he knew that he was going to come out of this. In fact, James 5.11 says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. He is a prime example of patience. You know, he endured through suffering. And with that, he gained the patience to, to deal with it. You know, he was a very perseverant person. I just, I just want to add to that fact. You, you, you're talking about how much Job lost. You, you have to realize that when Job lost everything, he, he had himself, him, his wife, and four servants, I do believe. Um. So he had to bury his own kids, and it, it was brought to me one day like this. When he was burying his own kids, this is what he might have said. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. As he puts his shovel into the ground, the Lord giveth. And as he puts out, the Lord give the Lord taketh it away. It, it took so much it took so much patience in God and faith in God, knowing that everything's going to be alright. The Bible says, yet though he slay me, yet will I serve him. And even, th- even though everything's looking totally wrong, Job still served God with all his might, with all, all, all of his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength. Just really goes to show how, how much or how far patience can take you. It's why it's so important to have, you know, if... Job had the patience to endure all of that, you know, what can we do? I mean, if we had such patience, what could we do? You know? Absolutely. Right. Uh, Josiah, were you going to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with, With that in Job, which, man, Job went through so much, so much. 
worst case scenario, what could go wrong did. And life, life will definitely throw you some curveballs. I mean, in my, in my day to day, in my lifetime, I can tell you, I've had some extremely, extremely, uh, bad moments in my life and seasons I just wish never happened, but God puts those in your life to make you better and to equip you and make you stronger and never to lose focus of him. Uh, and Job, despite all of it, you know, was, is, and I'm glad that Jacob brought him up tonight, is the greatest of examples of patience and the, the ultimate outcome of the way we should be, no matter what. Always trust in God. And I think it's in Proverbs, which I'm paraphrasing because I'm, I'm juggling uh, driving and thinking at the same time. Uh, but in Proverbs, it talks about lean not to your own understanding. And you must acknowledge God always. Because it is his will. It is his understanding, not our understanding. Because our understanding is only fleshly, and the flesh only lasts for a time, and flesh will always lead you wrong. But God, he's eternal. He is, he was, and is to come. And he will never desert you, and he'll never forsake you. And it's his will that will ultimately lead you to the greatest of destinations. So. Hang in there, hold on, stay strong, and stay connected with them. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Job was rewarded after all of this. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. Patience. It's a virtue. <laughs> it builds, it, I mean, you know, <laughs> God's not going to put something in the way and leave you empty-handed. Uh -huh. He's not. He, I mean, like even in tithing, I'm not saying that it's every scenario, but that you put in your tithe, God's going to bless you. You put in the labor, God's going to bless you. It may not be a million dollars, but you know, that day that, you know, things are rough and you needed, uh, you were really looking forward to a burger. That burger is going to appear out of nowhere. He's going to bless you. You know, I hear this, I hear this phrase all the time. You can't outgive God. Like I, I hear it all the time. Um, my pastor says it a lot. Uh, Co-pastor says it a lot. Like you just can't outgive God, and you know that just makes sense. We have a very generous God. You know He loves us, so He's going to reward us for for our giving. You know, and that includes patience because we can give our time as well. The time that we wait on him and the time that we stay faithful to him, you know, he will give that back in some form or fashion. Exactly. Because time, time is patience and time is an investment. And if you make the investment, you know, it's just like, you know, for all those that are in economics, I'm not really big in economics, but all those who really like that topic, 
if you make an investment, you put your money into stock and you do the wise choice in stock, you're going to see profits. Those blessings will come. I mean, there's more than one way of getting a blessing. And God's going to see to it that you will be blessed by putting in the effort and putting into the time. It's just like, uh, uh, you know, tilling the ground and putting the seeds in the ground. Putting the time and the effort and waiting for your crop to grow, you're going to see a product at the end. That's a blessing. Okay, so you you were talking about about a farmer, right? Waddles? Right. Yeah. So I believe it's in Matthew. I believe it's around probably Matthew 5. It Jesus gives a parable of the sower of the seed. And, it, and the sower of the seed is throwing out a seed, just like we do, to invite people to church. And Jesus said some, some th- went on the rocky ground and died up. Some some went on, let's just say, the pavement, paraphrasing, and and the sun utterly baked it. Some some threw out out, and the birds came along and ate it. It he threw out a seed into the vines, and the vines came up and choked it out. But some landed on good fertile soil. We have to take the patience to keep sowing our seed. We have to take our patience to keep witnessing. We have to take our patience. It it might not happen immediately, but it will happen one day, as long as we keep striving for it, and we have the patience and the dedication to keep doing it. Right. Uh, Which, this is kind of on the same topic, but kind of diverging in a a little bit. Um, You know... The philosopher Confucius, the Chinese philosopher, uh, in one of his parables that he taught, it is that if you do something you love, you'll never work your entire life. And I'm paraphrasing. And that, that goes along with the things that we do in life is that, you know, I, I can testify to this is that, um, I went to college for something, and honestly, I've never done it. I've never done the things that I actually went to school for, and as crazy as that sounds, um, but in everything that I did, I applied the things that I loved to make the time go by and make the jobs that I did do enjoyable, and kind of going along with what Josiah was saying is that we... Uh, in, you know, we are all commissioned to be soul winners. We are all commissioned to build the kingdom. And sometimes, I mean, not everyone's an extrovert, and sometimes it's not enjoyable uh, to do those things, and it's uncomfortable. But through what I just talked about in in implementing the things that we enjoy it helps build a patience for the things of soul winning and you'd be surprised that you know god will always put you in the strangest situation that you would never expect for things to work out because there is a time and a purpose for the things that you do and for those interests to connect with the right people so i 
take that advice and hopefully that's an encouragement to someone because I just felt the need to say that. So uh, I'll leave that there and uh, let the next person take off. All right. Um, we're about out of time, so we probably need to start wrapping this up. Is it, Does anybody else want to say anything before we start wrapping up? I pretty much said all I wanted to say. It's about where I am as well. I do not believe I have anything else to add. I don't really have anything else to add either, but I, I if no one does say it, uh, I just want to uh, encourage our listeners. Uh, one, you know, the conversation is vitally important uh, to to build that walk and to build yourself with that fruit of the spirit of patience. But also, as a reminder, that this is a Pentecostal youth podcast, and with that, we have a server. And it would be remissive of us not to encourage you to uh, to reach out to others, if not to get them involved in the Discord server. Share this podcast with others, because this is a community meant to build and grow and to influence others uh, that are in situations in life. And I, I encourage you to do that and build this community, if not in one facet, but another. Yeah, even if it's just supporting the podcast, send this out, you know, get people to listen to it. It's, it's some good stuff here. Also, if you can, try to get people into the Discord server. You know, we have all sorts of, like, events and stuff going on. For instance, uh, we're going to be hosting the first PY Late Night, which is a bi-monthly uh, show that I host along with a few other people from the server. So that's going to be fun. And there's also plenty... Plenty of other events. We do voice chats and such. We, the, the text chat rooms are always going, you know, always a good time. So, yeah, join the, join the server. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, if, you, if you want to chat with us or meet new friends along the way, come check out the Pentecostal Youth Discord server. We have voice chats, uh, text chats, all sorts of fun games and events like the one he just mentioned there, the uh, late night. Uh, we also have uh, worship events and stuff like that, too. Every last Friday of the month, we have a, uh, a a worship event. It's really good. We always have a great move of God. And the best part, I or at least I think this is the best part, uh, is that it's safe and it's friendly. We have an application process that assures that our community is safe and exclusive to apostolics. We've got over 350 young apostolics from all over the world. Uh, if you're between the ages of 13 and, and 30, Come request an invite at PentecostalYouth.chat. We'd love to have you. Uh, once again, the link is PentecostalYouth.chat. Uh, C-H-A-T at the end there. It's not .com, it's .chat. Also, if you want to keep up with us on uh, on social media, we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Uh, so you can catch us on uh, Instagram at uh, PentecostalYouth. Uh, we were lucky to secure that uh, that username there. And on Twitter, we are at uh, PY, or PY Discord. And uh, on Facebook, I believe it's at Pentecostal Youth. I can't remember for sure, and I apologize if that's wrong. Uh, we'll correct it next episode. 
But yeah, uh, also, if you want to get early access to podcast episodes and access to bloopers and outtakes from this very episode, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pentecostal Youth. That's patreon.com slash Pentecostal Youth. Your support would mean the world to us. And uh, with all that behind us, I believe it's uh, time to wrap up this episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. In regards to the Patreon, it also has cool stuff to do with the PY late night. So uh, I would suggest. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely that, too. Uh, You also get cool perks in the Discord server. So there's that as well. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. Uh, Peace out.